are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Family offices pay estate space to manage hundreds of properties. He charges per seat. His biggest customer pays seven grand a month. He's up to twenty thousand bucks a month in total revenue or two hundred fifty thousand dollars run rate. Just closed a three point two million seed round at a seventeen million pre money valuation. Uh, but it's really because of the traction he had before that with his agency, doing millions and millions a year in revenue, doing custom solutions for the same customers he's now serving today. That's why he's now scaling so quickly, and that's what allowed him to get the seed round done in a market that's crazy where no one can get deals done. Team of seventeen as he looks to scale new version coming. Out here shortly. Hey, folks, my guest today is Jonathan Fishback. He is building estatespace.com. It's estate management simplified. Jonathan, you ready to take us to the top? Always. Thank you, Nathan, for having me. No one thinks about estate planning. How do you make them think about this so they pay you? Yeah. So I think from an estate planning perspective, um, where, where estate space really is, is, is setting the bar is when we're dealing with real property assets. So we're talking about managing your property, maintaining your property, managing your assets and maintaining those assets, ultimately coming back to where we started as fintech, right? We want to help appreciate the value of the things that you own and help you manage them better. We want to add depth to your general ledger and your balance sheet where it might just be a single line item. And then from there, we also want to help you slow down the depreciation of assets that might um, lose value over time and helping you extend the life of things that you own. So ultimately, you know, the way that we, when we started the company, we saw you know, I've got marketable securities, I have real estate and alternative investments, but who's really managing all my stuff? And, and that's how we that's how we really started. That was a genesis in the idea for a state space. Mm-hmm. How, you know, for me, when I think about managing my own sort of stuff, like I want somebody, a person that I can call focused on it. H- how do you get people to sort of trust this using soft, like to invest in software to run this process versus a, someone, a wealth manager, for example? Right. So it's, um, it's an emerging space, right? In the last 10 years, family offices specifically have started getting into the fulfillment of the lifestyle of the individual that they're serving, whether it's a single or multifamily. And so we saw an opportunity to really help, um, them with the things that they struggled on, like, uh, finding the right person to do the thing that they're looking for or the request being that they need to fulfill. So, um, we've actually, um, had a lot of excitement around helping these families and family offices scale. Uh, automatically through a state space. So are they paying you directly versus versus individual consumers paying you directly to manage estates? Yeah, so we're B to C to B. So we uh, yeah, exactly. So so it may be B to B to C. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So h- how many family offices pay you something today? Uh right now we've got about 65 family offices on the platform uh in the last when we launched uh what was it April 30th of this year. And Wait, why do I have that your launch date was 2017? Well, that's when we started the company, but we launched our commercial product. Um, So we did an alpha to a beta. We went through that process with uh, with our clients and in order to get to a commercial ready product for both web and mobile uh, this last Mm -hmm. April. You had though revenue before this year, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we we were, um, you know, it's part of my uh, founder 500 story, right? We 
um, we were doing services. So we were we were doing a lot of things. It was hard for me to break that service mindset. Um, and we were able to really pivot to complete SaaS here uh, in the last uh, 18 months. Mm-hmm, so we've mm-hmm. now kind of sunset our services. And now we're, we're changing all of our revenue over from what was non-subscriptions to all subscription-based. I see. So yeah, when we spoke in 2021, you said you had about 50 customers and they were paying, I guess, services here as well. But you did about 2.2 million in total revenue that year. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Yes. I see. And, but no, 0% of that was SaaS. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was like uh, now not zero percent, but maybe five percent of that revenue was SaaS revenue, and so now I we're see. now we're flipping the script. So we pivoted to pure SaaS. We do no services at, at this point in time. So will revenue decline this year because you shut off all that service revenue while you're scaling your SaaS? Yeah, so we're we're actually doing a um a, a seed round funding right now. So we're um we're we're raising capital. Um, I put in more capital. Um, we're still bootstrapped. So we're doing this through friends, family, partners, um, mm-hmm. our closed network and our board. And then we'll uh we're we're scaling back up. So we're probably we just crossed two hundred and fifty thousand in in recurring revenue in ARR uh in this in the past five months since we launched. Uh, so you're doing so you're doing twenty thousand a month in MRR, which is a two hundred fifty thousand dollars run rate, and that that'll that's your revenue for this year. No, our revenue by the end of the year should probably some be somewhere around six hundred thousand. So okay, we'll so you still month. have four hundred of services or something, four hundred k. Yep. I see. I see. Okay. Yep. So that's exactly we, we've we've still got like annual legacy, uh, just under a half a million dollars in ARR coming from services. How do you manage that storyline, especially if you're raising now, even just with employees? I mean, imagine when you close books in 2021 and you do 2.2 million revenue, and then 2022, it's going to go down, you know, significantly down to 600. But the story is, hey, guys, we're moving to higher margin SaaS. That's a hard storyline to manage. I mean, any employee looking at the books is going, oh, my gosh, we just declined by a lot. How do you manage that storyline? Yeah, so I'm transparent and honest, right? So I've just told every employee kind of what we're doing, right? The same story I'm telling you right now. So we're raising we're raising around. Uh, 3.25 million. That'll take us through the end of next year. Uh, we'll be about $2 million in ARR by the end of next year, and it'll all be SaaS. And so um, actually, we have more excitement from our staff than we do uh, than we did. And we've also, um, it wasn't like I had to sell that to, to all 17 people that work with us now, right? At that point in time, we were only about six people. So it was just me and a few other people at that time. So we um, we we tripled in size here in the last eighteen months. Now that we made that transition over to SaaS, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. How much equity do you think you'll have to sell at your current size to raise three point two million? So I've already raised two point four. Um, okay. And, and what does that mean? That's committed, signed, wired. Yeah. So it's uh, so closed, closed, and signed, closed off. Uh, we're at just under two point one, and then we've got another three hundred fifty k of um, commit of soft commit at this point. Okay, I, and when's the first close? When are you going to take the first wires? You think? Already started doing it, so I've already got okay. two million dollars in the bank. So then I don't. Have, we don't have to speculate, right? So, so what valuation did you set or cap if it's a note? Yeah, so we did. We did. Um, we're just we're doing pure equity sell, um, common stocks, and uh, we set a uh, seventeen million dollar pre money. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so that, we'll that's be great. At, be somewhere around twenty one, twenty one seven posts by the time this is all said and done. Um, and then we'll uh, we're positioning the company right now uh, to put. You know, we, we feel that based on the the market comps, the business model of cash that we've already raised, um, we support that, and that we're we're going to be adding significant value over the course of the next uh, twelve to eighteen months here as we potentially look to to either do another round or 
you know, as we talked uh, last week, potentially doing something here with Thunderpath. Yeah. How, how do you get... Um... I mean, look, at your stage, the revenue is almost meaningless. It's really about do they believe in you and your story, right? Which clearly they do because you're raising this amount of money in a time when like no one can raise, right? Um, now, if you did do a revenue multiple, right? 17 million, right? On a $250,000 company, it's a 68x multiple, which isn't, I mean, you know, again, I wouldn't right. say that that's important. What's important is a story you're telling. So, but point being, there's a lot of people listening that are at your stage that are trying to raise this kind of round. How did you get it done? You know, I think it was, um, it was kind of what you just said, right? I mean, people aren't investing in my multiple right now. They're investing in the company. They're investing in the vision. They're investing in Jonathan um, and, and where we are, right? We have traction. Uh, so we were able to leverage our traction. Uh, we were able to leverage uh, the uh, the space that we're in and we've kind of created a marketplace. So um, I would say some of my advice is, you know, again, we've been successful by staying, you know, two inches wide and two miles deep, right? So we're not saying that we're property management simplified. Like we have a very specific goal with the company. Um, and so with that, that story and that transparency, it resonates with um, our investors and shareholders. It also resonates with um, our buyers, right? Like they get that we are purpose built. So um, you know, when it comes to some of when, when we start to look inside the numbers, uh, I've been able to raise capital because we have a, over a 90% uh, retention rate for paying clients, right? We have some issues prior to that um, on activation that we are that there are things that we can solve for. But from a, um, you know, from a from a raise perspective, uh, you know, we started this raise on September 6th. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been, you know, and then the market kind of turns down and um, you know, we were just, we just stayed honest and we just, you know, stuck to what it is that we do, what we know. And ultimately, um, you know, we, we've had success raising capital, Nathan. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, it is interesting to compare though. I mean, I, I believe I remember when we chatted in 2021, you said you turned down a $20 million acquisition offer, right? Yep. So, so you're now raising at a, at a valuation that's equal to, or slightly below that. Right. Um, how do you think about that? I don't. Um, you know, I mean, I think that uh, I look. Should you I have sold of, for twenty million? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I I I see this company being much more valuable than twenty million dollars, and I was not in a position. But then, uh, why are you raising right now at a seventeen million valuation? If you think it's gonna be, if it, it's going to be worth way more, just because that was what I was able to get, right? So, I mean, working with some of our primary investors and myself, I mean, we felt like that was the that was an appropriate number that we were able to get kind of that first initial one and a half through a primary investor of ours. So that was, you know, that was just where we ended up with this deal. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, very cool. So, sixty-five uh, customers doing twenty thousand a month in revenue. So they're each paying about three hundred bucks per month on average. Do you have any of the sixty-five customers that are paying, you know, a grand per month or two grand per month? Like, why? Are, what are the big customers? What are they paying you for? Yeah. So um, our largest client is about seven thousand of that a month. Um, oh wow. We have yeah, and so with. With where we are right now, uh, we have a release coming out end of this month. So it's our 3.5. Uh, 3.0 is our, August, our April release. So now we're, we're on our, our, our fifth release since our, our primary. Um, and with that, we're reaching a maturity level on our platform of a three out of five. And with that, uh, what that means for us is that um, why have people come and we have like a 52% close win? Why isn't it higher? Because uh, we're missing feature functionality. Um, we got something out there, right? So I think the story in SaaS, it's always just put some, put yourself out there, right? Get a product out there, get feedback. But what's We've the got... 7K customer paying for? I, I want to know that. Are they paying for more seats? Is there a specific feature they you upgraded them against? What are they, why are they paying so much more? Property maintenance and project management feature sets. So we've opened, 
Yep, and they're a, they're a large B two B, so they're uh, they see a state space. It's going to be uh, fuel large. They'll measure by what is is it number of employees at their company, number of properties they manage directly. What's the utility number? The oh, number. Yep. So they they have about uh, just under two hundred employees. Uh, they're doing fit between fifty and one hundred million dollars in revenues annually, and they're managing over a hundred properties. So that's why they'll pay you seven k because you charge per property, right? Or and or something like that. Well, we charge per u- we're just per, per user per month. So it's you against know, the so 200 employees. Yep. I see. I see. Yep. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And state space isn't designed just for your company or the people that are in it. Um we we are, like when when we talk about an inclusive mindset, right? We have a we've created a platform with very specific um and very flexible uh, roles and permissions to allow for uh, our clients to involve their entire ecosystem. So we might have a family that is that has 15 properties and each one of those properties has uh, vendors that are helping them maintain it on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Those individuals are, are could be a vendor, could be a member of their estate space and they're actually communicating and tasking and doing all of those transactions with that vendor through a state space. So they're paying for that vendor to be someone that they're able to then securely manage and, and protect their interests. Understood. Love the story, Jonathan. We're out of time though. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite book? Uh, it would be uh, The E-Myth Revisited. You're consistent. That was your favorite two years ago as well. Number Oh no, the revisited version. There you go. It's the updated yeah, one. Yeah, revisited and traction. Those were the two that kind of got me kicked off into becoming a serial entrepreneur here. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, I mean, it's still going to be uh, Bezos. It's still going to be uh, Apple. It's gonna, those are going to be my top two that I follow. Uh, num- number three, what's your favorite online tool for building uh, the business? Uh, I mean, I'd say that you know, from a peer development perspective, we're using Alassian. Uh, do I love it? Uh, it works. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, there. Number four, how many hours of sleep to get every night? Uh, seven. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, happily married, uh, three kids, two dogs, four birds, and a partridge in a pear tree. That's amazing. What, you're 40 now? 41? I just turned 40, yeah. Just turned 40, yeah. Very cool. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, to get good advice before starting a company. Um, <laughs> find somebody that's already done it, right? Um, that's what I, I always wish I, I would have known that it took me about 18 years in business to actually learn that one. So um that's uh, my always my number one advice. Guys, family offices pay estate space to manage hundreds of properties. He charges per seat. His biggest customer pays seven grand a month. He's up to twenty thousand bucks a month in total revenue or two hundred fifty thousand dollar run rate. Just closed a three point two million seed round at a seventeen million pre money valuation. Uh, but it's really because of the traction he had before that with his agency, doing millions and millions a year in revenue, doing custom solutions for the same customers he's now serving today. That's why he's now scaling so quickly, and that's what allowed him to get the seed round done in a market that's crazy where no one can get deals done. Team of seventeen as he looks to scale new version coming out here shortly. Jonathan, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it. See you soon.